0: You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center.
1: And welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. I am Nick Kendall and joined by tonight, uh, Scott Kennedy filling in for Luke Patterson. Scott, I feel like I just saw you. How you doing? Uh, See so you rocking Chelsea today as well. Hopefully things went well for you.
2: Yeah, just about everything I wore was yesterday. They, uh, it's yeah. nice. You know, I've said kind of like winning a Thursday night game. It's nice when you can clinch what you want to clinch on a Tuesday and let everybody else play on Wednesday. So things were good, but uh, it's gotten cool. So most everything I own is uh, is Chelsea related. So yeah, we, we put on a little little jacket and. Uh, it's cooled off. It's cooled off here in Atlanta. Fall is fall is here, and uh, the weather in London is very similar. Headed that direction tomorrow, and um, it should be uh, an interesting trip. Lots to talk about tonight.
1: Yeah, lots to talk about tonight. Really, uh, a fun episode. Still, get to talk about uh, Russell Wilson. Sounds like he's cleared himself, but we'll see if the team doctors do it. A lot of interesting things going on with the Broncos and the trade circulation right now. Uh, could they go three and five? Could they go two and six? I don't know. We'll see. Sorry about, I'll take blame here for being a little bit late today. Uh, plugged in my GPS and it said at uh, 25 minutes longer than expected. I guess the vice president is in Seattle right now, which closes down half the roads and makes things uh, kind of uh, kerfuffled here. But uh, let's say hello lot of some people in the chat saying, Dylan of good to see us saying, sup Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit a like button on the way in, share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. We also got Beto Garcia coming in here saying, I think Russ threw his teammates under the butt of the proverbial bus today. He works out while everybody sleeps. Uh, What did you think about the Russell Wilson high knees for four to eight hours while everybody else sleeps? You know, just uh, in
2: case, just in case you don't aren't familiar what Beto is talking about, what Nick is talking about. Let's uh, let's let's have a listen. I don't think it plays as bad as it reads. Okay. Um, it reads just a uh, cringe worthy and it cringey. might be yeah. a little bit it's it still feels a little tone deaf when you're watching it's like oh ho, oh, everybody's laughing it's like nobody's laughing with you russ uh but here to have a listen everybody so the first two hours i was <laughs> i don't really get jet lag too often you know i don't i don't really um you know i've traveled enough to to get you know kind of get my system down but uh, yeah for me i was on the plane first two hours i was. Uh, uh, first two hours about eight what was it, eight hours flight here. That's that the first two hours I was watching the film, get,
0: watching all the cut ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane.
2: I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my, working on my legs and everything else, you know, make sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, so that was good. And then the last two hours of, the last hour
0: of that, I, I watched, I fell asleep for one hour and I watched the film the rest. So uh,
1: I felt, felt good to go once we got back and then we had, you know, coaches did a great job. We, He's a, a dorkist, man. I, there's yeah, nothing I else. I mean, to it
2: just—it feels like again. It feels like it. It just feels a little tone deaf, honestly. Man. You know where you guys are. You know the the questions before that were everybody's talking about uh, Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy being traded. Uh, your head coach, his job is on the hot seat, is is in jeopardy largely because of you. And he's still, oh yeah, man, everything's man. great. Love it. Yeah, it's just it's not playing very well um it's just not it's not um and and rado gibson gibbo says i don't understand why everyone is up in arms about that like like i said it it doesn't when you read the quotes it's like oh good lord and when you're watching it it just it doesn't come off that bad it's no big deal it's just again it comes off a little bit tone deaf to me as far as like you know i'm gonna you know make a big deal out of it no but a big deal is being made of it. So we're going to address it. Yeah. And those were my thoughts, Nick was just, it just comes off tone deaf when people are talking about your, your teammates are going to get traded. Your head coach is getting fired largely because of you. And you're still here high as a kite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's an interesting fella. I think that's the way to put it right now, but uh, we'll see. It's definitely, again, I, you need to watch Step Brothers, but I just keep coming back to the scene where they're interviewing with Seth Rogen, wearing the tuxes and the sports uh, apparel store and they're interviewing for custodians. They're like, Oh, you guys wear tuxes for a custodial interview. It's like, heck yeah, that's how we roll. It's like, that's awesome. I love that. And then John C. Riley rips the biggest flatulence you ever heard. And then Seth Rogen is like, is that onions and ketchup? He's like, yeah, it's like now the suit seem kind of effed up, like get out of here. So that's, that's how I feel like about Russell Wilson at this point. It's like all this is now starting to feel a little bit, uh, Effed up, but I think we're making a, a mountain out of a mole molehill mole here. Hearing that he's just dialed in, and he wants everybody to know uh, that he's dialed in as well. Kevin Gray coming in. I need to see yeah, and action. And that's the sick- other
2: part of it, yeah. Nick. Real quick, yeah. is yeah. again that's still tone deaf to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when he asks, yeah. you know, what do you think about Nathaniel Jacket's job being on the hot seat? Like three of the first things he said were "I, I, I" and "me." You know, and he finally gets around to it. It's like, you know, it, it, it is. It, 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 they've they have placated to him and oh they've you know i've tried not to believe it you know oh he's the one that's creating this offense and he's writing the play and i'm like well it's not his russell wilson doesn't have an offense well maybe he does maybe we're seeing it maybe this is it um but that's why you don't let your quarterback
1: be an offensive coordinator (laughs) yeah yeah i mean they kind of did let peyton manning do that but Peyton Manning's a different caliber than Russell. Russell Wilson's been great in his career to date. Not so far this year, but Peyton Manning, first ballot Hall of Famer before he came to Denver. Uh, Kevin Gray coming in. saying, I need to see some action. I'm sick of the excuses. Russ needs to humble. The coach uh, needs to get humble. The coach needs to let someone else call plays. Evening Broncos country, let's ride. And how dare you exist? <laughs> coming in here saying mismatched uniforms, top to bottom, off and on the field, embarrassment. Yeah, that's uh, the uniform design that they're going with, the white tops with the navy blue swoosh, and then the navy blue bottoms, the orange swoosh. They are pretty gross and embarrassing. But uh, (laughs) you know what's even more gross and embarrassing? Getting your data leaked. Broncos country, if you're like me, you're increasingly getting more concerned about cybercrime with people stealing your private data and inviting your privacy. But I'm not that tech savvy at all. That's why I use NordVPN on all my browsers, whether it's my desktop, tablet, laptop, or phone. VPN stands for virtual private network and NordVPN protects you as a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. It's incredibly easy for anyone to use, which means I don't have to be an MIT graduate to figure it out. With just one click, I'm protected. It's very intuitive to use. With my NordVPN account, I can have up to six devices protected. I no longer have to worry about hackers, malicious sites and pop-ups. For the price of a single cup of coffee per month, I have complete peace of mind knowing that my devices and data is protected. Plus, with NordVPN, I never have to be a slave to media blackouts. I can switch my virtual location to a market that is showing the NFL game that I want to watch so I don't miss out and can watch the action live. And let me tell you, that's a big bonus for me living on the West Coast when the Broncos are playing that second afternoon slate I don't want to watch the Seahawks. I want to watch the Broncos. Uh, Broncos country, make sure you grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash MHH to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash MHH to get four months free. Try it today.
2: Yep. Uh, again, having that, that VPN and being able to get the different locales, what a, what a bonus. So thanks to NordVPN. And you know, check them out. You, we'll, mm-hmm. uh, the, the code should be in the description. If it's not, I'll make sure it's there before too long. So, so check it out.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: Are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
2: Um, you know, the title of the show, there's lots of stuff going on. I wanted to hit on the uh, I wanted to hit on the uniforms as well, which you did. You know, I know people love talking uniforms. You know, I as long as they're they don't match whatever yeah, but their their colors are good, you know. As long as they're not like grotesque, it doesn't bother me too badly. I'm not gonna get too worked up. It's really hard to mess up orange the orange and blue of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> it's really hard to make that look bad. I mean, so you got a mismatch which So what? Um, no big deal. Uh wanna say hello to some more folks in the chat real quick. Phil McLaughlin coming in. Say good evening, Nick and Deacon Scott. Howdy. I will say Russ is consistent, always a nerd. Go Broncos. Um, again, all I would say is I'm, I'm his PR manager is just, you know, read the room. That's all no big deal. Um, I will be traveling, um, overnight here It's someone, uh, someone asked, you know, how's London Scott? I leave tomorrow. I'll get there Friday morning. Um, I'll get up and stretch around. No big deal. I don't need to talk about it, everything and, 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 and all that, but you know, nobody's sitting there asking me questions about it again just just read the room is all I would say I don't think it's any big deal um but uh again it just it just comes off a little tone deaf uh Andrew Lampy coming in with some stars says thanks for all the hard work especially during these hard times can you guys touch on the trade rumors and compensation uh absolutely um you know I, I think Dalton Reisner has been thrown in there mm-hmm. uh, Hamler Judy yeah. Chubb uh some of the guys that are out there um Chubb might be the only one that gets you anything in return that you think, okay, that's a decent deal. Yeah. Otherwise, you're selling. You know the, the 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 two words you hate the worst, Nick. Maybe the two you hate the worst. Mine's probably off ball. Yours is selling low.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right now, those are the four that have uh, names have come up, and Bradley Chubb. I it does sound like you know asking around. The Eagles were very interested in, uh, Bradley Chubb as well, where they went for the cheaper, uh, more short-term move with Robert Quinn traded from the bears to the Eagles. But, uh, it also sounds like with the Bradley Chubb deal, a contract may be coming, uh, on the back end of a deal that if it does happen, uh, what I find interesting about this is that there are, there's one other player that from a talent ability and youth and contract structure makes sense to be whispered so far as a trade guy, but he's not. So I think it is worth noting the guys who are right now being floated versus who isn't. Uh, obviously Bradley Chubb, the Broncos made a lot of moves this off season at the edge spot. I'm a big Bradley Chubb fan like them when they drafted him. Uh, obviously been up and down to date because of the injuries, but he's playing, he might be your second best player uh, so far this season behind Patrick Sertan playing great football, finally healthy going to have to pay him this off season if you keep him. But Broncos made a lot of moves this off season to be in a position where they can move on from Bradley Chubb. they paid Randy Gregory. They drafted Nick Benito. They move Baron Browning to edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also have Jonathan Cooper. I mean, they, they have some talent at edge for the foreseeable future with that, with Browning's contract, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel on that one. So maybe they were already always setting themselves up to move on from Chubb. And now that the Broncos are two and five, potentially two and six with the loss this week, uh, you ex- uh, accelerate that process. After that, it's Judy and Hamler. Hamler's been injured. I wouldn't do that one. Now you talk about really selling low on that one. I would probably just keep him around so you can get the explosive play and maybe trade him in the off season. Because if you trade Judy, guess what? You're going to have reps there for somebody to increase his stock. Judy, from what I can gather, there's people in the front office in Denver that aren't as high on him uh, as the previous regime. And they might be more willing to move on from him. You know, I said it all offseason. I was curious about the stylistic fit between Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy, if that worked out. So Judy would surprise me. I think Judy and Chubb would surprise me the least. Bringing it back full circle, though, the one name who makes sense trade-wise, it hasn't been floated at all. Draymond Jones. Last year of his contract, he's probably going to get paid as well. The fact that you haven't heard him, but you've heard these other ones, make me think that Broncos would be fine to move these guys. They want to hang on to Draymond Jones.
2: Or he's the one that's being moved. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Or> that. <laughs> look Don't at the squirrel. That, hey, look, yeah, squirrel, man.
2: squirrel. Draymond Jones. Where'd he come from? Uh, StreamYard's showing me my internet is is connection to StreamYard's a little off. So hopefully it's it's okay. Uh, appreciate this this the stars, Andrew. Um, you know the the compensation again. It's probably not going to be what you want it to be. Um, you know the, it's not a quarterback. Uh, you're talking. You're, you're selling low at this point. Um, Hamler surprised me a little bit, but if Hamler could, you know, that makes sense. He was upset. Receivers are upset. Of course they are interested in, in, in being moved. Um, Naj Altov coming in. We're going, coming back to the Russell Wilson. This is who Russell Wilson is. He mm-hmm. tries to stay positive through the adversity. He's getting crushed nationally. Loser. Worst quarterback ever. Bad teammate, et cetera. I like his positive, goofy attitude. He knows what he has to do, which is win. Yeah, I, I don't, it's, it's no big deal you know it, it, to me it's no big deal but it is something that is being made a big deal of so we're going to comment on it um and it, it it isn't you know especially when you listen to it you read things out of context and you just read tone That's why text isn't the best form of communication you know you read tone into it where you can mm-hmm. just pick up a phone and say hey this is what i meant it's very very different and you watch them on there and people again like i said if you hadn't seen it that's why i wanted to show it to you so you'd have the context people are like wait that's what everybody's making a big deal about exactly it's 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 not that big a deal um Naj is a big deal to mile huddle we appreciate you coming in and he does they 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 have to win it's going to shut everybody up if you can if you can start stacking a couple wins but right now it's two and five and it's not looking all that good um Phil asked are you broadcasting from London I might be um i'm not exactly sure what we're going to do yet i'll work on chad with it i I will make some appearances probably the the times when i'll be available to do it that would make sense while i'm over there nobody's gonna be awake there's nothing (laughs) there's nobody to do it so um it's like oh i could do a you know a pregame show what is that six in the morning you know six in the morning mountain time so but i I definitely want to do a um I want to be a guest on the Gut Reaction, and I want to do some some fan stuff. So if you see me walking around, come say hi. I'd love to do some 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 fan things. Um, and then real quick, and then I'll toss it back over to you, Nick. Patrick comes in. How you doing, Patrick? He says I have some people arguing with me about needing to send New Orleans picks and not just money to get a coach to talk. If that is the direction they want to go in, they don't they don't have to send anything. It's completely up to New Orleans. You, they could just give them to you. They could send you a first round pick. It is up to New Orleans for what they will accept. They have the rights to the contract. They could turn them loose for zero, technically speaking. Now, they may demand tra- uh, draft picks in the trade, but they don't have to. You have to compensate New Orleans for the rights to that contract. Could be a bag of lion coffee, Patrick. So tell them they don't know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, and who knows what happens. Uh, we'll see. Dallas is playing great football so far this season. I know that Dallas has been the one that's been heavily linked to Sean Payton, but uh, that looks like a team that maybe they'll give Mike McCarthy another year, or maybe they don't want to move lose Dan Quinn. Maybe they'll promote Dan Quinn uh, to the head coach. I would, uh, who knows? Uh, but definitely a possibility for Denver, especially now that the Broncos have this new ownership in place. They can throw money at some problems. Doesn't mean it's going to be solved, but they can do that. Another thing that says, oh, how do you know, Nick, they'll actually do that. They agreed to take on the Christian McCaffrey salary. Apparently Denver offered a fourth, I think is what the rumor was. It's not a small uh, bid to bring on Christian McCaffrey's contract. Now I know not all guaranteed, but you're still on the hook for a lot of it. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on here. And heck there's still a chance out there in reality where the Broncos turn this around and heck it keeps his job. I mean, let's live in that reality for at least a little bit. Uh, just trying to be positive here. Uh, we got, JC bio coming in saying, how's it? Nick and Scott saw the tweet and had to come in and show some love on Twitch. Thank you so much, JC bio. We appreciate you so much and, uh, hope you're enjoying things out there on Twitch. Also Malcolm Brown coming in $2. Scott, is there food in London that you want? (laughs) I know the answer. Uh,
2: My wife just said the same thing to me. She's like, you're going to starve. Um, I'm, I'll take a box of like protein bars with me for an emergency. Um, but when I'm over there, um, i you know london's an international city yeah. you know so i i, I find uh, i can buy mexican food italian food thai food all those type of things basically anything but american bar food um you know and you know shepherd's pie or whatnot Not, i'm good fish and chips i'll eat the chips um and i'm good but you know give me some coffee i'll find some oatmeal i'll find some eggs and omelets i'll be just fine i'll be just fine it's actually a good uh it's a good opportunity for me i use these trips kind of as like a cleanse from all the crap I've been. I just spent two days in New Orleans and probably had 500 pounds of sugar. So let's uh I'm that but I'm I'm leaving uh like I said I'm leaving um tomorrow morning gonna spend the day in Boston. I'd never been to Boston hmm. so my I, I set up a connection to to save some money by going to Boston and I'll have most of the day there and then I'll do the red eye out of Boston to London and get there Friday morning. Looking looking forward to it. Looking forward to
3: it.
1: Yeah, and as a note there, Scott and I will both be traveling tomorrow, so no uh, Broncos for breakfast. Consider this so Broncos for breakfast for dinner. Yep, a uh, breakfast early today. Uh, we appreciate that. Breakfast may be over in London. I don't know what time it is right now, but it's probably approaching uh, breakfast time at some point. Um, we got a lot of talk here about Hackett. Scott, Carl and I talked about it last night. What are the odds that you think that Hackett is left on the proverbial tarmac uh, after this Jags game? It's the is it just an easy loss is it another boneheaded decision is it does it have to be a bad game do you have any vibes on this or feelings it's, it's
2: not just us uh you know reading uh Don Graziano and uh, Jeremy Fowler this morning on mm-hmm. on ESPN Insider uh you know they were speculating that it, it, this could be it this this, this 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 could be it um it wouldn't totally surprise me again you're dealing with new ownership you know, this isn't our guy. Again, going back to last year, you remember me saying I can't believe that George Payton kept Vic Fangio. You know, as a new regime coming in, you want your guy. Um, they might want their guy, and if this is it, you know, you see, know, say, well, he needs to give up play calling duties. It's like, man, you just hired the guy, and one of the reasons you hired the guy was so he could be the offensive coordinator and call plays. That's the main reason you hired him. Why keep yeah. him around then? You know, just to cut his. You know, cut his legs out from underneath him. Um, he will be fine. I mean, he will get another job really quickly. There's been a lot of bad luck that has gone against him, but he hasn't. He hasn't helped himself in in a lot of these situations. Um, yeah. Colin says, "Don't fire him. make him stay and suffer with the rest of us." That's funny, <laughs> Colin. That's that's funny. That's that's too quick. That's too quick. Make him suffer. You know, death yeah. is too quick.
1: Uh, we got David Bingaman coming in here over on YouTube saying, I can't understand why we would trade Chubb. Why would the Broncos trade Bradley Chubb? He's having a career year. Keep him and pay him or tag him. We gave up Vaughn, not him too. It's a little bit different trading Bradley Chubb versus trading Von Miller. Uh, in my opinion, at least the Broncos last season were not going anywhere without a franchise quarterback. Although you can argue maybe they don't have franchise quarterbacks still based on what we've seen so far. But I digress. The other thing is the age difference. With Bradley Chubb, 26 years old, 25 years old versus a maybe 27. I don't know. Versus Von Miller, who was four or five years older, which is an eternity uh, in the NFL for a, you know, non quarterback, non kicker kind of position. Now that Von is still not incredible, but you'd expect Chubb to have a longer, longer career left than what Von Miller has left. So that's probably the biggest thing here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I see it both ways. If you don't have, Chubb in your long-term plans, and you were planning on letting him potentially walk and test the market at the end of this season anyway, then you probably should try to maximize the value, especially if you're 2-6. and six. You save a little bit of money as well doing that, that you can roll over into next season, but uh, I'm with you, David. Unless somebody's offering me the equivalent of two second-round picks, I'm probably not even close to listening. Uh, I'd be hanging up immediately, uh, and I'd rather keep Tug- Chubb, tag him. I know that's a big hit, but he's a damn good player at the second most valuable position in football. I mean, He's in, he'd be in your long-term plans, I would like to imagine, if that was the case.
2: I'm not big on the idea of tagging him just yet. He's good. He's not 25 million good. Um, not just yet. That said, David, you're having conversations with his agent. As a general manager, I'm talking with his agent right now about an extension. And if we are miles apart, and there is, I get the feeling there's just no chance I'm going to bring him back, that I'm going to be able to bring him back, then why not try and get something if you fall to two and six? You know, it's like uh, as you say, we gave up Vaughn. You did, you weren't going anywhere, and you got two draft picks out of it. You got a second and a third. What'd that turn into? Benito and like Dulcich? So you traded him for two players. You and that, that that's what you did. Because Vaughn wasn't coming back. Vaughn mm-hmm. could have come back after the season. You could have gotten those two players and gotten Vaughn back, but Vaughn wasn't coming back. He was gonna get a my last contract type of deal from another contender again you think the denver broncos are contenders in the offseason he wasn't going to turn down the bills whether you traded him the bills offer whether when he hit free agency whether you traded him or not so if you can't bring chubb back what can you get for him can you get something for him if you fall to two and six and the season looks like it's over anyway now if you believe that you are a contender you're into something you need help you can win something meaningful down the line then no you don't get rid of him at all he's too valuable to the team if you don't it's time to start looking to the future a little bit and the future could be as soon as next year you can get guys that can help your team you get a couple of second round picks give me a center and a guard in the
1: second round next year my team just got better the Denver Broncos got better appreciate the comment David Yeah. Appreciate it. Joe Brewer coming in here. Interesting one here saying Hackett needs to go and bring in a head. The Denver Broncos need to bring in a head coach that won't let Wilson try his ideas on the field. So I think that Joe is saying here, bringing in a quarterback that's got a little bit more backbone to him and, uh, can tell Wilson what the law is. Uh, what do you think about this? You kind of talked about it a little earlier, uh, not rolling your eyes, but you know, dismissing a little bit that uh, Russell Wilson has a large say in what's going on offensively. Uh, Seems like it, maybe that's more of a possibility. Guys seem open. I I think right now the biggest issue is just lack of execution. Uh, they're c- creating penalties. Uh, Russ is missing guys. The sequencing of plays isn't great, and that's all leading to a master cluster you-know-what. But as far as a qu- offensive mind in here that is running his system uh, rather than Wilson, I mean, you still need to put Wilson in the best position to succeed. I think the big conflict here, in my opinion, is that the idealized Wilson for himself might be different than actual what's good for Russell Wilson and how he needs to play offensively to be the best version of himself
2: the big conflict to me is your offensive line stinks yeah plain and simple (laughs) there's the big conflict you know that's the that's the the elephant in the room you know all this other stuff great your offensive line stinks you know anytime Mm -hmm. you why is Russ having trouble because he's uncomfortable in the pocket well, he's not a pocket passer. Well, there's no there is no pocket. He's in a trash compactor. The things coming the things coming in on him all around him. And it's only getting worse. Didn't get better when when Bowls went out. It's getting worse, not better. Um but yes, at the end of the day, someone's got to be in charge. Who is it? Is does Russell Wilson have the ability to undermine Nathaniel Hackett because of his relationship and 250 million dollars with George Payton? Maybe. Maybe. But Hackett is the one that's kind of a national punchline right now. Well, they both yeah. are, but you know, because of the 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 pull that that Russell Wilson has and the me me me, I want this to be let Russ cook movement. Um, you know, forcing his way out of Seattle to a certain extent. He's he's a target too. Don't get me wrong, uh, yeah. or at least let me correct myself. Um, but Hackett's the head coach, and he's the one that's ultimately going to be held the most accountable. He's the one. It's it's easier to change him than it is Russell Wilson, just mm-hmm. based on the contract. Um, Miguel's uh, uh, coming in. He says with some stars. So, some you think Denver is confident in the depth at edge to trade Chubb? Nick, you hit on this a little bit. Um, you know, Randy Gregory? Question mark. You know, we, we talked about the health of question marks of these guys. But Jonathan Cooper, uh, Baron Browning, Nick Benito, the answer might be yes, Nick. Especially building for life without Chubb. They did. They set up. To, did they set themselves up to live life without Chubb, and maybe they can get something in return?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And there's like a super chat here that I can't get because there's a blocked comment by it. So oh, there it is. There we go. Rd coming in saying, uh, coming in with a Canadian ten dollars. Hello, saying, did you listen to Hackett explain why he didn't run the ball at all in a one-score game with a backup quarterback? I can't see how we can improve with him. That's horrible, independent of quarterback play. I mean, it's pretty obvious watching the play calling, especially the last two, two and a half weeks that the Broncos offensive play callers don't trust uh, the offensive line to run block or block in general, one iota. Uh, but I, I agree with you. At some point, you need to be a little bit patient and maybe even stubborn where you're out there playing Brett Ripon in a one-score game, running the ball for 3.8 yards per carry, I think it was, which is not great, but it's not like you're averaging two. Uh, so with 46 dropbacks with Brett Rippon, I mean, are you kidding me? That's just, I, I don't get it. And I understand like, if you have a, even like a starting level quarterback, depending on what the box count is and what the numbers say, going for the passes and the runs, but it's Brett Rippon. I mean, I know there's some Brett Rippon truthers out there, but like, come on, like 46 dropbacks in a one score game where your offensive line is struggling, protect the guy uh, for God's sake and protect yourself. I mean, God, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that one. That's just wild to see in hindsight.
2: Yeah. Again, Brett Rippon is a, he's not an NFL quarterback for, you know, the long haul. It's just, it's just not 46 passes in a, in a, man, what'd you need? 16 points, 12 points to win this game at no point. I think we said it in our gut reaction basically was if Zach Wilson could go three and out and punt the ball, they were going to win. They were going to win. And uh, once they took the lead and that's, Again, this isn't that's not just on ribbon. But again, the offensive line to me is a problem. I've hit on this a zillion times, but it's easier to run it, it than it is to pass protect for a a, a court a backup quarterback that really doesn't have a future in the NFL. 100%. RD, appreciate coming in from Canada, coming in yellow. Big big help to the show. Thank you for the stars, my friend
1: up north there. And I think I forgot in a hurry, forgot to turn off my uh, heat. So if you hear her <laughs> running behind me, I'm going to try to meet the heat myself I forgot until just now. But uh Douglas Wall in and saying it doesn't make any sense to trade anyone when half the team is on the injured reserve. There are no players to replace the traded players. Uh, what do you think about this, Scott? What are you, what are Douglas, where do you think the team's gonna be? You know, um
2: you lose to the Jaguars who have lost five in a row, and you're now two and six. What would that mean? That you've lost five in a row? Um, that you've lost five in a row? You're you're looking to next year. You've you've bailed on this season. You know it, again. What are what are your goals for the season to survive? There's players to have out there. You know, does it would it help? Did the the, the Carolina Panthers traded away two playmakers and went out there and and whooped the Buccaneers? You know, maybe a shakeup and some accountability. Didn't we get you know flagged the other day for I used a phrase about accountability? You know, make an example of somebody. Maybe that's what you need to do. You know, guys, nobody's untouchable in here, and especially that Russell Wilson guy. You know, again, Nathaniel Hackett has to be in charge. And right now, it doesn't appear that he is, Nick. Um, but why but Yeah, to trade anyone again, without the team is it. on IR? Douglas, does it matter? Does it matter who's out there right now? You're not, you're not winning games.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
1: If you're two and six, it's evaluation time, unfortunately, and you need to find capital. That way you give yourself the ability to make more moves next season. And I know there's a conversation or a talking point out there. Well, any rookies you take are going to probably, you know, not be ready for two years from now. You still need quality depth. You want young cost controlled guys, which then gives you resources to go spend money elsewhere on the offense or on I said in the offense, but on the whole team. And also those picks that you get can be traded uh, for quality vets that can fill spots. I mean, if the Broncos were in a good spot, maybe they could go out there this off season and trade a pick for somebody like a Robert Quinn to fill a spot for one season. And that extra pick uh, you brought in is the reason you can make that move on top of the, uh, the salary cap that you create there. So again, I would rather keep Bradley Chubb long-term because good edge rushers are hard to find. And he's probably, he's playing like a top 10 edge rusher this season. I don't think that's, overstated he's, his pressures are insane uh hitting the quarter i think he's top 10 in quarterback hits top 10 in quarterback pressures five and a half sacks is uh top think i think top three in football so far this season and that's with very limited pin your ears back snap rushing snaps mm-hmm. because of how bad the offense has been can't imagine how much better they'd be if the broncos actually you know had a double point uh double digit lead halfway through the third quarter they're just not getting those chances to pin their ears back and he's still producing
2: we talked we talked about that a lot. That there should be more sacks because you should be playing with a lead more often. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Hernandez coming in with some stars. Friend of the show. He says I really would like Wilson to rest this weekend since the bias coming up. Guess we will see if it's trick or treat. Um, you know if he pronounces himself ready and doesn't play, there's a power move right there, right? You know there's that. No, you're you're gonna sit down for a, another week. We're gonna get you right. I'm in charge. We're gonna we're gonna get right. We might lose this game, and I might be gone. But you'll be better off for it. That's a that's a that'd be a bold decision from Hackett, for sure.
1: You know, and I, I wish we could get this information, and we probably won't. Uh, but if it does come down to it, I wonder if uh, George Payton would have the authority to call it down and be like, "Listen, he might say he's good to go," but that's our you know whatever quarter million dollar asset. I know you're billion billion. Excuse me. Yeah, billion with a B uh, asset there. I know that uh, your job may be on the line here, but foot down, man. I'm the one in charge here uh, on this one, at least um, coming from the top. Maybe even the ownership uh, steps down and says something like that. You know, good luck, uh, Hackett. Uh, win one with Ripon against a poor, talented, but poor so far this season, Jags team. Uh, Albert Knopper is coming in saying, sorry, have to go. We'll be listening later. That's awesome. Uh, go Broncos, go MHH. And don't forget to smile, like, and share, y'all. Mm. Absolutely. Tim Durr also coming in here saying, hey, it's Broncos for breakfast. We'll see you later. See you later, Albert. Always good to see you. Tim Durr in the house saying, hey, it's Broncos for breakfast, for dinner. Uh, Always good to see you in here. I don't know if I showed Kathy Lund, but we got Michaela Israel coming in here as well saying it's literally like things look like they are working and they are all moving the ball, and then all of a sudden they go completely away from that. I think a lot of that is this team just consistently has shot itself in the foot uh, prior to last week with penalties and negative plays. I mean, you're moving the ball, you're moving the ball. But you can't do the consistent execution down to down where like a third and seven is you might as well punt it uh, at that point. Right. Because you're you're constantly uh, behind the sticks uh, and putting yourself in negative situations and predictable situations at that.
2: I remember the first game against the Seahawks. You know, I said, I'm listening to the game and Javante Williams is like three carries, 36 yards. And he finished with like five carries. (laughs) It was crazy. Yeah. you know did he did he get hurt what happened you know i know minors went out but still it's almost like you know you're you fall in love with the pass. offensive coordinator falls in love with the pass and you know is russell wilson checking out of stuff too much you know i don't i don't know that but you know when i don't think brett rippon is checking into 46 or has the authority to check into 46 passes for sure uh lawrence rivera asked the question he says what's up guys appreciate you coming with the stars lawrence why does Peyton even get to rebuild us? Once he loses his head coach, he's lost his number one choice for head coach. He's going to be questioning all his decisions now that ownership feels embarrassed. Um, Nathaniel Hackett had a moment of truth that didn't play very well. And part of that is, you know, learning what not to say. He says, you know, I second guess everything I do. Well, we all do. You know, we, we all do. You, we, we take that. We, we weigh the pros and cons. We make a decision. And you know, part of that little voice in your head might say, what if it's, that's natural, but he came out and said it and you don't need to say that. (laughs) Yes. I second guess everything I do. Well, We all do. We obsess. Um, you know, if you're, if you're have a mind, like a coach, these guys don't sleep a whole lot. Um, so second guessing, no big deal. Has he, I think we'd have a more collaborative, um, coaching search for if they do this again but as far as personnel building i feel like and in contract structure and salary cap management i think Peyton has done a good job in his one plus years here right this is just his second year isn't it it's not even been a full two years um made some mistakes that we can second guess that we first guessed um my biggest concern has still been the offensive line you know that, that why how come there hasn't been more done more to address the offensive line? We we already talked about your quarter of a billion dollar two first round quarterbacks. You went and got a couple of retread right tackles and then didn't do anything else. Man, that's not good enough. That's not that's yeah. not good enough. And that I, you have to think. We said this last year. We look like idiots. Has to be addressed this offseason, right, Nick?
1: Yeah, it does. And I think it will be. I think a big thing also that we've talked about on here, but thinking back to this off season that we did not discuss enough is the drop-off, the inevitable drop-off from Mike Munchak to whoever was going to come in behind him. But Butch Berry specifically, I mean, there was rumors the in the off season uh, in many camps and OTAs that uh, some of the offensive linemen were not driving the best with Butch Berry. And uh, maybe it's unfair to totally uh, bury him after half a season, but this is pretty much, until the Garrett Bowles injury, I guess, but was pretty much the same offensive line as last season, and they were incredibly worse. Uh, Run blocking, pass blocking, they were so much worse out there. Now, some of that is because of the wide zone, I'm sure, but looking at the run splits this season, uh, pretty similar to last season. This has been a team that's been leaning on the inside zone, probably because they don't have the personnel uh, to run that outside zone like they like to. to. So they're running the same kind of run scheme. Uh, They have the same guys. They're that much worse. What's changed? Quarterback, that's probably partial. Partially of it. Uh, but the offensive line coach, uh, I think that's the big one here. And just losing Mike Munchak, no duh. Gonna be some regression. But this has been crazy regression. The players, the names on the back of the jersey haven't changed at all, hardly at all. I mean, injuries have happened, but they're significantly worse.
2: Yeah. And we we bought I think I bought in a little bit to you know, the the Broncos talk. Everybody's like, oh, the the scheme will help this guy, this guy, and this guy. And and, and I know better. You know, I'm I'm old, I'm the old head around here. I know better you know this this player should be scheme independent if if they're scheme dependent they're not good enough and they're there's too many not good enoughs on the offensive line right now um and that to me you know we can get back to this we can get back to Hackett we can back to Russ missing this Patrick injuries Tim Patrick Javante Williams injuries this all of these things and you, 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 we've been working together. We've done 200 shows together now, Nick. You know how yeah. I feel. Like, none of that matters. If you aren't any good in the trenches. Defensive line has been fixed. Done. Good. Front five, very good. You improved at edge. You improved in the trenches, on the defensive side of the ball. You did not on the offensive side of the ball. It shows. Nick,
3: it shows.
1: Yeah, and I think the big thing for me is that I believed and thought that bringing in a franchise caliber quarterback raises all ships. I mean, eventually you need to have guys separating. You need to have guys blocking as well. You want to have them both. But uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the work of uh, JT O'Sullivan, a former NFL quarterback for a long time, does a show called Quarterback Class. And uh, I think it's called Quarterback Class. Anyway, he was talking about, like as a quarterback, what would you rather have out there? And he's like, oh, my God weapons separators I can overcome you know with checks and stuff the offensive line much better than the uh, the weaponry if guys aren't getting open it's going to be a long day for everybody (laughs) but that's not true for every quarterback in my opinion and I think specifically for Russell Wilson who struggles in the short game I mean we saw it the Chargers said you're not making any hot throws you're not checking the blitz we're going to run two guys up the a gap and you're going to crumble uh because Lloyd Cushenberry is going to fall apart like a wet paper bag uh, and you're not going to make the hot read because you haven't shown to be able to do that uh, recently. And by God, they bet right on that. So I think specifically for Russell Wilson, obviously you want to have the weapons, but I think the offensive line is even that much more important because you need to have the threat of the run game to get the box count, right? To have the explosives because the quick pass game and the hot, the uh, hot reads aren't there with him right now, at least.
2: And, and to be fair to your point in this, you know, you've, you've heard me, negatively say that the league is going more and more seven on seven so I get that point of view I I I do um you know and they you know I used to be all about the defense but now I'm like why would anybody grow up and want to play defense you're not allowed to cover you're not allowed to tackle they're going to flag you for this they're going to kick you out in college if you lower your head you know why would you want to play defense so I I I do I understand that um but you still have to be competent (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't just complete, you can't be awful in the trenches and expect to be a good team. No. What about the Cincinnati Bengals? The Cincinnati Bengals got a little lucky.
1: You know, yep. they, they did. They were, they were 10 and seven eked their way into the playoffs and got, got hot. I would say the bills have a pretty bad offensive line as well. Uh, they've not invested in it, but they have a Godzilla at quarterback that is making plays, but they can't really run the ball that well. And Josh Allen is getting hit. So if you have, there are ways around it, but those guys are so, rare unicorns and i don't think russell wilson is that i think he's probably more dependent on the function of the offensive line than almost any veteran quarterback because again the quick game sucks with him i'd be curious what the epa per play for him is on passes that are out under two seconds it's got to be horrible because he doesn't see guys doesn't get it to them in uh, in time and it's all it's Feast for Fam right now. He's the big home run hitter that strikes out, you know, six times, but hits a home run every 10th at bat. You know, that's, so what does that mean? You have to figure out other ways to get there. He's got to become a good base on balls kind of guy with the run game there in order to raise that on, on base percentage. Cause everybody knows the average is overrated on base percentage is more indicative.
2: Well, and what the, the OPS and what yes. I always said about yeah, that yeah. is like, well, you get the Sammy Sosa's of the world who beat up on four and five pitchers, but you face one and twos in the playoffs and you can't do anything against them. You know, so when you face a decent defense, that's not going to work. You know, that's, that's, that's not going to work like that. Um, We're at 41, 42 minutes here. This is the last time you and I are going to be seen until next Tuesday, I think next week. So do we want to talk some Jaguars at all? You know, what yes. do we expect out of this yeah. game? Because this could be a big, big game
1: in the mismatch uniforms. I think this is going to be an ugly game uh, for both sides of the ball. I think one thing that the Broncos have going against them here is this is something this, and I know that what is it, like 25% of every single roster overturns every season, but this is a common uh, trip for the Jacksonville Jaguars at this point, they play in London every year. Uh, it's pretty much their home away from home. I feel like the NFL is trying to set them up to be a team that maybe lose, moves to London, not the first one to come up with that, but it seems interesting uh, that they play there so much. So I think this is a game. It's going to come down, come down to, do we see good Trevor Lawrence? Or Bad Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, when he's good, he's very, he's the what is it, uh, the girl with the little curl on her forehead. When she was good, he was very, very good. When she was bad, she was horrid. I feel like that's Trevor Lawrence a lot of times out there. And I always uh, think
2: there was a song when she was bad, she was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't don't know, song lyric when she was good, she
2: was good. When she was bad, she was great. Yeah, anyway.
1: Trevor Lawrence. I think it's going to come down to if Trevor Lawrence is good, Trevor or bad Trevor. Uh, I think the Broncos defense are going it's going to do enough to keep the game close, but by God, man, I've just been, I've not to be a curmudgeon in here. And I feel like this team, along with this team have taken all my uh, joy away. So I've become a curmudgeon almost of sorts on offense, but I just, until this offense proves they can do anything. How could you mm-hmm. pick this team? I know that the Jags have played poorly, but Jags have talent on all levels of the roster. They have a quarterback who's healthier and playing better. And I think they got some serious dudes on the defense side of the ball. Also their offensive line. I mean, a lot of athleticism and talent on that offensive line. It's not totally together yet, but I don't know. Then you have all the distractions going on with Russell Wilson. Will he play? Won't he play the head coach stuff with Denver? All these guys and the trade rumors. I just think it's a recipe for ugliness in Denver. And I think, I don't think this team has the mental toughness or the resolve right now to look inward, be tough. And win this kind of football game, I got them losing.
2: It's definitely team turmoil to a certain extent and and you look at it and you know they say you say the the jaguars haven't played that well now there could be a couple of games that have changed the sample size on this but you look at them you know if i'm just looking at raw numbers which you know stats lies damn lies and statistics they're seventh in total offense 17th in points that tells me they've got a red zone problem too Mm -hmm. well that sounds familiar i bet it's not as big a problem as the broncos have been they're 15th in passing offense ninth in rushing offense and travis etienne coming back as a dude he is good If we've got tackling problems beyond the front you know beyond the front three beyond the front five and the linebackers and safeties travis etienne is the reason why robinson got shipped out he looks good he looks really good their defense 17th in defense 11th in points allowed okay so it's kind of the opposite they're let they're the bend and don't break guys but they're strengthening at 11th in points, strengthening in the in the red zone. Well, you know who's not good in the red zone? We we know that. That's rhetorical. Um 20th in passing defense, 13th in rushing defense and they only have 11 sacks despite, you know, having the number 1 overall pick who has looked very good. But this team can move the ball. Um mm-hmm. against good defenses, they can. They've got some weapons, you know, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. I mentioned Etienne, Marvin Jones, Trevor Lawrence is the, he will be the real deal. He's, yeah, he's really good. It's just a matter of, like you said, limiting those bad plays and getting, him. Mean, he's, he's just, he's so good. I mean, like physically speaking, he's so good. And you just mentioned team turmoil, all the reasons that how, how could you, how can you
1: pick the Denver Broncos right now? I'm not, I'm picking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. And uh, you're talking about the offense there, at uh, Broncos. We saw it last week. What was the difference in the game last week? One big run playoff and explosive running back Breeze Hall, that big touchdown that as soon as that happened, I was like, well, there's the game. Uh, and you got to phil- go ahead. Philosophically seeking going in, Nick, we said the difference between
2: these two teams is one of them has an identity. Yeah. You know, it's good defenses, bad offenses. One of them believes, and one of them has an identity on offense. One of them doesn't. Who's going to win that game. Okay. Jacksonville will play hard. They're playing better. Uh, I mean, they're playing better than last year. they I think they're better than their record. I really do. Yeah. Um the New York Giants are six and one. Uh, went into Jacksonville and one for the first time. Are they as good as their record? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but you know, Jacksonville has some playmakers and on both sides of the ball. And again, they've got a little bit more of an identity, and they can move the ball. Can yeah. Denver? I mean, you keep thinking this, 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 it can't be this bad. It can't be. It's got to get better at some point. Doesn't it?
1: Does it? What if it doesn't, Nick? (sighs) Yeah, we'll see. And what I'm keeping my eye on here with the Jags is they have a lot of length and athleticism on their defensive front. Uh, Roy Roberts and Harris is a really fun player on that defensive line, Uh, but it's all the former first round picks that are littering this unit that are the ones to watch here in that front seven. Uh, Josh Allen plays really well opposite of first overall pick this upcoming year. Trevon Walker. I mean, God, I think (laughs) Calvin Anderson is just going to get annihilated versus Trevon Walker in this game. And then you got a guy who could arguably uh, be the defensive rookie of the year so far. In my opinion, if I was casting my vote right now, uh, Devon, uh, Devin Lloyd, who, you know, I was a big fan of him coming out. I'm like, I don't really love taking a linebacker in the top 10. This is the guy I'm not as big on the Dean. I think he's fine, but uh, I really, really love, uh, Devin Lloyd, uh, from Utah. And he's playing incredible football so far this season. Yeah, they, they spent
2: a bunch of money on Foyalua Lucon too. And Foyalua looks like a liability against the run. He's still lightweight. Yeah. These guys blitz a ton. They might not. They blitz Daniel Jones a ton. Cause that's a player you want to put under pressure. Hmm. I don't know if they'll do the same thing with against the uh, against the Broncos. Uh, they might blitz Russ. I doubt they would blitz Rippon. Sit back and throw it. We talked about it last week. Why, why, yeah. why would I send a blitz after Zach Wilson? Dude, sit back there and throw it. You're going to throw it to me three times. Lawrence coming in and said, have you guys heard the DIA? That's Denver International rumors. Uh, isn't it DIA? Yeah. Rumors for a new stadium. I heard they've been uh, looking the land out there for a couple of years since Denver. New renderings show mostly apartments taking over. We haven't heard anything since the first sale. Uh, The sale first went through um, about ownership, bought up a bunch of land. It's not something I honestly I pay that close attention to, Nick.
1: Yeah, I I haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, But uh, we'll see. Uh, The stadium stuff, I guess, is a nice uh, distraction on everything that's going on in the Broncos world. do have some injury uh, news to come in here, though. Uh, For the Broncos, I guess some movement news. Marlon Mack has been at it. He traveled with the team. We talked about a little bit already. I wouldn't be surprised if we did see Marlon Mack get some action in this game. Uh, I think he's a good outside zone kind of uh, fit for this team. He's always struggled in pass protection. Not much of a pass catcher as well. But uh, another guy who can take some reps here if they need uh, behind Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon. Now that Mike Boone's going to be out for a little bit. Injuries keep stacking up. Good news for the Broncos front. Sounds like Tom Compton what, did travel the team. He is practicing. I would not expect him to play in this game, but I think it's a good sign for the post-bye week that uh, Tom Compton hopefully is on the horizon for this team that could use a a boost in the offensive line, especially if they do end up trading Dalton Reisner, as he's been uh, mentioned, being rumored to be moved so far this offseason. Who's, tra-
2: who's trading for Dalton Reisner?
1: a team that is desperate for a good pass protection left guard uh, that could trade maybe a six round pick. I yeah. could see somebody giving something like that up.
2: And, and you'd probably give them up, right? I mean, for a six, you'd take us, you'd a see six. other guys, you'd be if in an evaluation Compton's healthy, program. And
1: I'm bringing in Compton or a Moody. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. It's, at that point, it's more about getting reps for guys that have longer contracts on your team for evaluation and development purposes. As I think Tom
2: Compton, is it? He's probably no, got a one year
1: deal. No, but but Natani Moody, it would be for him, um, for that situation, or Luke Wattenberg as well, who took I, some that's guard in center. I'd like to see Wattenberg. He played he played right guard. Right guard
2: is yeah. from from memory in the preseason, and he looks he looked okay doing it. I just I can't right. imagine him being. Just Reisner hasn't been good since we. I've been doing this with you for you know where are we at? Seventeen games last year, seven through twenty four games. That's yeah, a decent
1: sample size for me that Cushenberry and Reisner aren't it. I'll push back a little tiny bit on Reisner. Uh, I think he's, you'd be fine if he was your fourth or fifth best offensive lineman out there. If you had other guys around him, especially because I feel like he is pretty steady Eddie in pass protection, but he's giving you nothing as far as run blocking right now. And we keep talking about it with the Russell Wilson offense. You probably need to have the personnel to run the damn football. And we're not getting that right now.
2: I think, you know, you say he's good in pass protection, but if it's just a, if it's a third and long, if he doesn't have the strength to blow somebody off the ball going forward, he's not having the strength in his sets to hold a line either. And he's just getting raced backwards into the, you know, the whole center. Again, the center of the offensive line is a compactor for your quarterback.
1: Yep. Yep. It's not great. Uh, So Scott, any final thoughts on the Jags that we talked to? I think the two guys to watch uh, really so far, I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence, uh, really fun emerging player we saw a coming out party of sorts with Justin Fields last uh, last week, Monday night, Trevor Lawrence has had some ups and downs, but this would be a game to really put his uh, name uh, on the, I guess in the market or on, on the map uh, because the Broncos have the number one EPA per play passing offense so far this season. Now, granted they've played a pretty soft schedule. The defense has uh, opposing offenses have not been great. That'll change the second half of the season, but uh, Trevor Lawrence for me. And then those two rookies, Trevon Walker, I mean, You know, I just pretty much salivated over Travon Walker on the uh, the off-season episodes, being like, this guy's an absolute freak. Uh, Haven't seen a body type and athleticism like that. Uh, If he falls to nine, you're taking him. Skyrocketed up to number one. Not surprising there. And then Devin Lloyd. I mean, two guys that I just, I loved. Two of my guys.
2: uh, I'm looking forward to watching Devin Lloyd again. And watch, just pay attention to watch Walker, not necessarily in pass rush. Those show Mm -hmm. up. He had a play. Where they tried to run basically it was a you know the, the jerry judy special uh, it was a mm-hmm. jet sweep that they were going to turn into a screen pass as he kept going and Travon walker recognizes it shoves him knocks him so far back off his line and then goes after the quarterback and forces an incompletion it's like that was a rookie man that yeah. was not only you know that had the ability to make that play the recognition and the ability to make that play Ah, uh, Devin Lloyd. To me, the difference in this game is is Trevor Lawrence and and Etienne. Um, mm-hmm. Is there skill players on offense? They they've got some some guys that I expect to make plays. Who are those guys for the Denver Broncos? We haven't seen them, you know. And, and until the until we do, um, you know, I, I I like watching Etienne run the football. I love watching Trevor Lawrence throw the football, and um, it should be hopefully it'll be better football you know that's that's something else it's like you know what are we asking for the movie singles where she's going through her list of what she was looking for in a man and it was like this long and you know by the end she got to I was just looking for someone to say bless you when I sneezed you know (laughs) at this point it's like we're not looking for all these things and I just want to see some decent football that Jets Broncos game was a disaster
1: yeah, it probably set football back 20 years, unfortunately. Cristiano coming in here, five reals coming in saying, evening, guys, congrats on the great work. Thanks, Cristiano, we appreciate that. Hopefully we can uh, deliver it this far. Now we're in the red zone. Hopefully we can score a touchdown and take it uh, take it home, unlike the Broncos' <laughs> offense this year. Bada bing. Uh, do you guys think the Broncos will still try to trade players if they beat Jacksonville? Offense doesn't improve much. We saw last year that uh, I think the Broncos are coming off a win, uh, and then you you still had George Payton trade Von Miller and then the team end up looking laughable against the Browns. Couldn't stop, you know, couldn't block the sun from their eyes, uh, let alone stop the run. But uh, hey, I think it's possible.
2: An 11 to 10 type San Francisco 49ers win where the offense still looks completely inept. Then they're, they're probably still listening. And again, it doesn't, as you say, will they try to trade players? You're picking up the phone. Even if you say, uh, you know, you're you're picking up the phone, even if they're not actively trying to trade, they're not, they don't necessarily, unless there's Melvin Gordon needs to go, Jerry Judy, we can't stand his attitude anymore. Bradley Chubb has said he's not going to play anymore until you get, unless there's like a demand or anything. I don't know that they don't have to trade any of these guys, but you're picking up the phone. You're picking up the phone for sure. Um, But if the offense doesn't improve much, wouldn't take much to look better is a thing. So um, Yahoo Serious has been very active today. Great job, Nick and the Atlanta guy. Appreciate you. know, I did forget to change my backdrop today. I forgot. We did our Atlanta show. Wait, let me see here. I, it's the first time I've done that. Here, I yeah. took this picture. That's the first time I've done that today, Yahoo Serious. In, in the two years we've been doing this, that's the first time I forgot to do that. Um, Nick was so late. I only had 15 minutes to figure it out and didn't even consider it so thank you yahoo uh doug smith coming in uh coming in green getting us out of here perfect storm of horrible play calling and horrible o-line has been able to really make people believe wilson is done 103 rating or higher the last four years exactly you know is he just completely washed i don't believe that he's actually played some good football this year if you look at the games and his rating and all that type of stuff he's played some good football he's played some bad football too. But you get a jittery quarterback behind a leaky offensive line with an offensive coordinator he doesn't necessarily trust. You're going to have a bad quarterback. I don't think right. he's done, Doug. I
1: don't. I don't think he's finished. I don't. I agree with you, Doug. And you better not be. I think that's the best you can do here in Broadcoast country. You know, close your eyes and hope. And uh, George Payton's married to him. Gonna have to figure out a way to uh, make it make it work for him going forward. And uh, you guys are gonna have to f- figure out a way to make your morning work tomorrow because this is it for Scott and I until next Monday. So, uh, we won't see you again until after the Broncos have played this game. We'll be deep into either elation and, you know, just when I thought, uh, giving up, you pull me back in or full on sell mode and, uh, starting an evaluation for 2023. Man, I just can't escape. But appreciate you so much. Uh, thanks, Scott, for joining us tonight. Sorry I was a little bit late. Uh, <laughs> road's crazy, but, uh, you know, what can you do? We still got here. I think I still probably came in about the average time of uh, some other shows out here that start <laughs> on the different times than the, the schedule. But uh, appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you're checking us out on Twitter. Follow Scott at Scout Kennedy. Follow myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at M um, H I underscore pod as well as at BFB underscore pod. The Broncos for Breakfast typically we're out there Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursday mornings. And uh Luke and I typically on Wednesdays. Uh however it's gonna be Scott and I for the next couple of weeks because Luke's got some family and rehab uh, activities that he's got for his shoulder, um shoulder injury on the bike that uh, the bike spill that he had. Uh make sure you guys are following us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile High huddle and of course, uh, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing over on YouTube. Scott, thanks for joining uh, me tonight, and uh, good luck with your flight tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm not excited for my flight. We're flying with a cat as well, so that's always a uh, interesting time. Um, he's high needs, so he needs to be taken care of. Yeah, and, I think it's, uh, my-
2: it's kind of. I think the cats are kind of funny. They, they, you have to wrestle them into their carrier.
1: And then when you
2: have to take them out to go through security, they're like, no, 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 I'm good in here. You put me back in this damn carrier now.
3: (laughs) It's not so bad in
2: here. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I might, I might show up and say hi to everybody tomorrow. I'll, I should be in Boston uh, at the airport ready to get on a red eye during the show tomorrow. So if I've got some decent internet,
1: I'll pop in and say, Hey, all right, well enjoy being town. Hopefully the weather is okay for you and uh, had fun tonight. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, hope everyone continues to choose compassion and kindness and as, and as always go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com dot for all things Broncos. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping